Welcome to a brand new day with Stephanie J. I'm back again and I hope that you're doing well. I am going to do a bit of an update on my last episode and it is entitled Breaking News, The Devil is Defeated Again. And so I had some things stirring up in me and I didn't get a chance to uh, get back to do what I wanted, but I thought I would just take a little time and do it now because I have something else that I want to upload and I needed to do this first. So I am actually playing an instrumental off of my son's SoundCloud called Me Amore. And his page is S-M-N-S, all caps on SoundCloud. And so at the end of my other episode, I was talking about some changes now taking place, um, a situation that I've been dealing with for a very, very long time with this property management. And it is a situation that um, has been ongoing for several years now and with different managers. I've been dealing with a lot of spiritual warfare and a lot of wickedness with these uh, managers that they have hired. And I've talked about it in detail. And so when I finished, I was um, on my way out. And then uh, the new management team was coming around doing home inspections, which is a formality. Every management team has, and I don't know how it works in, you know, other places, but that's how it works here. So, um, you know, these are rental townhomes. So they have a responsibility to keep them up. And if you're taking over, you have to come and see where the other management company left off. So they come in and they, you know, they check each home and they make notes and they see what's been going on. That's how it goes. So the gentleman came to my door and this was about two hours after I completed that episode. He introduces himself and he tells me, you know, I'm waiting on my two team members, but we're going to come in because we need to just kind of see what's going on. I said, OK, no problem. And so he says, uh, I understand that you've had some tactical issues and things in your home. And I said, yes, I have. And he said, well, don't even worry about it. He said, because we're here now, we're going to take care of it. He said, in fact, we have a special company coming out tomorrow just for you. 
they're going to be able to deal with, you know, some of these issues as well. So he said, you know, we'll be in. And when they came in, they, you know, looked around. They asked me questions about, you know, appliances and some of the work done. And I was telling them a little bit about the situation with the mold and how it all started. And then he said, well, do you have any pictures? Do you have? I said, oh, I have tons of photos and videos that, you know, my son put into like a special file so that I could get all of that off my phone. He said, would you please send it so we can see? I said, gladly sent it over. I came upstairs with uh, the manager and we were kind of looking around and he was in the bathroom and in my son's room and everything like that. And I was showing him, you know, opening up the closets and different things like that. So, you know, she made notation of everything. And the gentleman was just like, he was walking around and he was like, wow, she keeps everything nice and clean. Man, everything is so clean in here. So I was like, yes. And um, I've had to do a lot of extra, extra cleaning, you know, these past two years because of the mold and things like that. I was like, but I definitely don't like, you know, dust and dirt and clutter and bugs and all of that. So yes, I clean, you know, he was like, yes, this is, he was like very, very nice, very clean place. So we talked for a few more minutes, you know, they went down and, you know, he was like, um, you could just look at us as the A team. And so I'm dating myself. I laugh because I used to watch, you know, Mr. T and the A-Team back when I was, you know, a youngin. And they used to come on. I used to be up late sometimes watching the A-Team, you know, reruns with Mr. T and all his gold. I pity the fool. <laughs> I don't remember what else he used to say. I think he said, I pity the fool to mess with Mr. T or something like that. But anyway, I used to like the show. So he was like, you know, we're going to pick up from here. We'll come in. We'll we'll get everything done. He was like, just give us a chance. You know, don't judge us off of, you know, what somebody else did. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm just glad that the situation is now being handled because now I can drop that portion of, you know, the lawsuit. And I'm happy about it because all I really wanted was you know, for the work to be done. And I think that's that's understandable, right? So that was good. That was all good. And I ended up making my appointment. I mentioned briefly that I was scheduled to go and meet with one of the mayors of Maryland. And, you know, we had discussed me meeting her around two o'clock in her office over in Maryland. So uh, the next day, which was that appointment day, uh, they actually sent out the people that were supposed to come in and check the air quality and stuff. And to my surprise, they arrived after nine o'clock and were done by 10. So it didn't interfere with my day. And I was glad about that. So Today, I got on a prayer line that I've been, um, I, not so much lately, I'm going to say about the past year, year and a half. I've only kind of been on sporadically, but for about seven, eight years, I had been 
on this line daily. They they meet on Thursdays early in the morning. And, you know, I think they have another day where they do like a children's prayer line. And at least maybe twice my son has been involved in that. And, you know, it's an awesome line. I love the people, love the fellowship, you know, through the years. It has been a blessing. I have been used to be a blessing to many people on the line for years with um, I've been asked to sing and exhort and, um, you know, we kind of give like little mini sermons um, and, you know, just encourage each other, you know, like iron sharpening iron. So that's been a really good thing. And so I'm saying that before I say what I'm going to say, um, because it's all good. I played the song from my son, Mia Moore. It's all love. It's all good. Nothing has changed. I just felt like I wanted to address a few things that kind of happened after I shared my testimony about this whole rental office situation because they had known about a lot of this stuff years ago when it was going on, when it happened, because again, I was fellowshipping with them regularly. And that's what we do on that line. We kind of share our grievances, our hurts, our losses, things that we're going through so that we can pray and lift one another up. And so I hadn't, you know, been on or hadn't really talked to them too much about anything. And so now that it has pretty much worked out and taken a turn, I just, you know, brought it up. Like I I'll always tell God, like I said on my podcast, I'm going to give him his glory no matter what. He brought me through it. It's a relief to finally have this particular situation has been going on for about three years now. And I mean, unless you're really in it, you can't even begin to fathom or understand how much stress, how much extra stress that is on an individual when you already have stuff going on, you know, you have your daily life and then you're going to have other things that you have to deal with and take care of. That's a given. It is life. But then when you're dealing three years with, you know, uh, someone not doing their job, not responding to your calls because they're upset, apparently because you won a court case against a coworker or against a company. And then they come in treating you like you're invisible. You report stuff and it gets ignored. Well, the situation got out of control. And I said it on the podcast, you know, maintenance was like, we could have came in here and took care of this when it was just a small leak. And now it's so I'm sitting here, my family's sitting here for over four months, five months with an open ceiling up in the living room with a plastic bag. And then as a result of it, mold all in the closets, we lost thousands of dollars worth of equipment, clothing, all kinds of stuff. I talked about it in detail on that episode. So this is what we're going through. And then the constant dialogue back and forth, back and forth, emails. And then I just relax for a little bit. Like, okay, let me see if she's going to take care of it. And then I 
you know, send an email and say, okay, it's, it's been like three weeks. I haven't heard back from you. Would you please? Now I have all of this. Everything is in writing. I'm being cordial. I'm being courteous. There was a point where I really did get frustrated. And I was like, uh, you know, I'm in here on a Saturday cleaning. I've been in this house like four or five hours cleaning my closets, cleaning out everything. I go in my closet and there's a spider you know, on top of my closet. And then we go downstairs and it's crickets. And I'm like, this situation is really getting ridiculous. And I really need for you to take care of this. So I changed my tone like that, but I didn't argue with her. I didn't curse her out. Didn't disrespect her, anything like that. I'm just saying, Hey, will you do your job? And then I finally started telling her, listen, I'm not going to allow this to just keep continuing on. If you don't deal with this, you're going to be looking at a lawsuit because this is really getting out of hand. And so I'm on this line today and I'm not even going through all of that because I'm like a lot of you probably remember some of the things that I've shared and the situation that really just occurred. And I started talking about the latest manager and I was saying how. I knew that she was an assignment from the enemy, definitely. She was just like way more evil than the rest. And she came in basically looking for a fight. And I'm trying because I know I don't have a whole lot of time to talk. And people do talk and talk and talk and talk and talk on the line. And I'm trying to just give them the abridged version. And I'm just like. I'm relieved now because I prayed this prayer. You know, I saw how she was going and this is the lady came in and she's basically pouncing and attacking me. And I'm, I'm still addressing her as rough as she was. I'm addressing her like, you know, ma'am, you can't see mold with your eyes. This is, this is, I've been dealing with this for years and you know, whatever. And she's the one in here trying to pick a fight. And I, kept my cool. I dealt with her professionally at all times. Uh, I sent out a, an initial letter and then I had to send back a letter uh, letting her know that we intended to file the uh, tenant's assertion if the matter wasn't dealt with within 30 days or whatever. And she still chose to ignore that. So after a few months of dealing with this, I really did change my prayers. Now, I was I didn't get a chance to say it on the line. And I also did not get a chance to uh, finish what I was saying because the facilitator of the line kind of started singing as I was kind of finishing up. And so I just, you know, kind of got quiet and she sang a song and then she sang something else. And then she kind of came behind it and said, well, you know, I'm glad uh, Stephanie J that it, you know, worked out and, you know, yes, you know, we, we know you've been on this journey. We all have our stories and, you know, we're, you know, we're praying for y'all and, you know, like that. And that was fine. A few people came behind and, um, you know, said a few things, but then I noticed it was kind of like a, a shift in the atmosphere and then once uh, the facilitator came back on after a few people came and they were, you know, uh, speaking and saying some things and a, a lady came on and I'm just not going to call anybody's name. Um, a lady came on, uh, I think, right after that 
you know, after she started singing and spoke and she was just saying, oh, Stephanie J, first of all, before I move on to the person who spoke over the line today, she said, oh, and she started praying in tongues and, stuff, and she she was just encouraging me. And she was like, that is such an awesome testimony. And um, she said, you know, it's like you're getting uh, to a breakthrough point and things are going just as long as you've been in it. Your blessings are going to you know, break through and break through and, you know, because you've endured and it's not just for you. It is for uh, the body of Christ, the people on the prayer line, the shift is happening and things like that. So I'm listening. And then she says, oh, I feel, you know, and she prayed in tongues a little bit. And she said, yes, this is like your comeback season. And I just shouted. I said, oh, my goodness. Yes. I said, I was dancing to a, a song entitled Come Back just this morning in the parking lot. I chose one of my uh, playlists. I have like probably 10 different playlists with all kinds of you know music on it. And I have podcasts on Amazon as well. So I pulled up Amazon and I was listening to... Um, some music in it, uh, you know, I, I don't control the order. I've already made the playlist. So uh, the whinings, it's time to make that change came on one or two other songs. And then it was a, you know, song comeback. And I say, yes, it's time. It's comeback time. Yes. So I was excited about that. But then um, when the facilitator came back around, I noticed she started kind of giving a message about you know, we were, I'm paraphrasing because I, I don't, you know, I don't know everything how it was said, but this was the gist of the message. We need to uh, pray for those people. We need to pray for the individuals because it is the enemy that's working in them and it's not them. And, you know, uh, God wants us to, uh, you know, be forgiving and, and, and we're, you know, things and, and, and I'm just listening. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm in agreement with that. I'm in agreement with all of that. And so a few people were saying like, yes, yes. You know, like, oh yeah. Amen. Amen. And so I'm listening and I'm just like nodding my head. Cause I had my phone on mute at this time. And, you know, it just kept going on and on. And yeah, you know, because, you know, we want to point people to Jesus and this and that and that and that. And I, and I listen to all that. Yes, that's all well and fine. And that is good. And I am in agreement with that. I didn't come behind and say, well, you know what? I, I just want to add. I didn't add anything else, but I'm saying this because I thought about it. I said, wait a minute. I have a platform. That is her platform that the Lord opened up and blessed her with, but this is a platform that he's opened up and blessed me with. And so here I get to voice my thoughts, my feelings, my opinions. I did pray for that woman several times. And if I didn't mention it, I don't know on my podcast, because I didn't go back and listen to it. I always pray for my enemies. That's where I start. No matter who it is, I've had very close relatives do things and I have to, and I'm not saying that I always want to, and I'm not, and if you're honest, if you're going to be honest, you don't always want to either. We don't always want to do the right thing, even when we know it is the right thing to do, but I always started off. Okay, God, 
I see this spirit. I know what's going on. I know that I am not wrestling against flesh and blood. This person is allowing themselves to be used by the enemy. God, I'm asking you to move on their heart. I'm asking you to open their eyes. I pray for this lady like this. I pray for her salvation. I said, oh God, she is really, really, really allowing the enemy to use her. I said, you can see it all over her, the abrasiveness, the roughness. And I'm, I'm like, I don't know what happened, what's going on in her life, but you know, all I know is I've been dealing with this situation for a long time and I'm tired. I'm, I'm not just tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of dealing with these devils. And I, I want to know where do people get the idea that just because we're Christians or we say that we follow Christ or we're believers in Christ, where do you get that we're supposed to just keep allowing the devil to run over us? We're supposed to be weaklings because we're Christians. Oh, I don't think so. Read the Gospels. Read how Jesus reacted and responded to people. Even his speech was not always very gentle. Just read it. I'm not even going to get into it because I can stay there for about a, a good hour or so. Read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And see how Jesus talked to the Pharisees. Oh, you fools. Oh, you blind. Oh, you hypocrite. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, um, every now and then we should get upset. Every now and then we should get tired of the enemy pounding on us. I've been dealing with this situation for the last five managers, different aspects of it, but they've all done some shady and wicked things. And I've been fighting against this spiritual warfare for years and I finally had enough. And so my prayers intensified. I told them, I said, you know, I've been, I had been fasting. I've been doing a lot of intermittent fasting and I've been um, praying and I've been lifting the situation up before the Lord. Cause I said, it's time, you know, prophet Brian gave me a word back in April in front of the congregation live stream on Facebook. And he's like, your season is over for this. And it wasn't just this one thing. I've been battling all kinds of things through the years. Nobody knows half of it. You understand? But he called a, a line. I mentioned that. And I got up for one thing. And when I stood before him, he said, I just want you to go write on a piece of paper. My season for this is over and bring it to me. And I started to cry. Because it's been such a heavy load. And he told the congregation, I'm repeating again. He said, if you've been through what she's been through, if you've had a season like her, then you would understand. He said, Satan's trying to kill her mentally, emotionally. I want to say physically and everything else. He said, Satan's trying to take her out. He said, but I'm not having it. And he came and he prayed and he went to war for me that day. And even though... Some things shifted. It still continued. The devil's never going to stop. There were some things that I had to do. There were some things that I had to get up and make up in my mind. No, I'm not. I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm not taking this anymore. No, you got to go. You got to go devil. And he even said that. He said, look, I, he said, you, you serving the dirt, the devil notice today. He said, um, 
let him know his time is up. You're a victim that devil. Yes, I've had enough. I don't know about you. I'm this is my testimony. I've had enough. I've put up with enough. I've gone through it with every last management. The past, I want to call their names, but every last one of them, two males, one white, one black, one female, another black female that we were just dealing with. And now they have a younger one in a black female. Uh, Yeah, I've dealt with so many different spirits and personalities and every last one of them, they come in, they don't meet me. They don't see me. They're just looking at the records and it's like, oh, that's that's her. The one that, you know took the company to court and this, but Hey, he was wrong. I wasn't wrong in that. I did what I needed to do. And yes, we got the victory. And so now your job still remains that you need to take care of this home. Cause that's what you were hired to do. Am I wrong? No, I don't think I'm wrong. And so I've been ignored for the last several years. And so I've really had had enough. And so I did, I prayed for her like that for a few months. I said, okay, God, I'm I'm not even going to deal with it right now. I'm waiting to see what they're going to do. And so I still sat here for a couple months, just dealing with it on my own, you know, buying stuff, more cleanings. I waited and then they still didn't come in and do it. And then when she did, she came in ready just to fight, not even to deal with the situation. And so After a while, I began to pray, you know, okay, God, you know, change her heart, work on her heart, let her, you know, do what she's been put here to do. And guess what? Then I said, and if not, then move her out. It's time for her to go move her out and put somebody better in her place. I can tell you many stories where that happened in the Bible. Just one example, King Saul, he lost his kingship and God said, I'm going to give it to your neighbor. I'm going to give it to somebody better than you. David replaced King Saul because of Saul's disobedience. And so I was thinking about it for a while. I thought about this for a couple hours before I signed on. I really, really was kind of thinking about it. Because again, I definitely agree. I'm not saying anything is wrong with that. But on my side and from this angle, this is something I've been dealing with and dealing with. And so you really want me to just sit back and keep letting the devil rule, keep letting the devil run over me. Like I don't have a voice. I don't have a say about how I want to live. And you're in here. You don't live here. You don't live on the property. You go home and I don't know what she goes home to or what any of the other managers, but I'm quite sure they would not sit there in their homes or their apartments or whatever and just deal with anybody doing them like they've been doing me. And I kept saying to them, hey, you know, we have a child that lives in this home and you want me to sit up here and put up with molds and other issues. Would you do that with your child? I don't think so. So I don't I don't think that I'm wrong about that at all. And so those were my prayers. And somebody made mention of, yeah, we don't you know, we don't want to just pray, uh, get them God. You know, even when people do things wrong, we don't want to just pray, get them God, knock them down because God is a God of mercy. Yeah, he is. But I can tell you hundreds of scriptures. I, I just read Psalm. I'm sorry, Proverbs 21 to 31 early this morning when I couldn't sleep. Read those verses in Proverbs. 
It's constantly talking about the wicked and fools and God is angry with the wicked every day. It talks about strange women and adulterous women and it talks about folly and foolishness and evil. And and what about all of the Psalms and the Proverbs and the various verses, even in the Old Testament that talks about what's going to happen to the wicked, to evildoers. It says God is angry with the wicked every day. The Bible tells us that God said there, he, he laughs, he winks because he knows that their day of, is coming. He said the calamity is coming on them. There's a scripture. I can't call it right now. It says, you know, basically God is saying, I'm sitting here like I'm asleep right now. You think I'm not paying attention. You think I'm not watching you, but God says, I see it. I see it all. He said, and one day, one day. You're going to repay. You're going to, you're going to pay for everything you did. And he said, I'm going to laugh at you. I'm going to laugh. Read the word for yourself. See, that's what I do. I don't just listen to people. I stopped that years ago. I go back. I'm like the Berean church in a book of Acts. I check everything. I don't just listen. I don't care how celebrity status a person is. I don't care how famous you are. And there are some dynamic preachers out there. I've been listening to some of them. I don't listen to a lot of the older ones I used to. But the people I listen to, hey, I go behind and I read that word. I know the word for myself. So I'm not just going to listen to anybody telling me just anything because my soul is on the line. My soul is at stake. So. We are not just called to just keep praying for people and then letting them continue on. And I'm, I'm just going to use this analogy because this is what really came to me right before I decided to sign on. I was thinking, okay, so you have a maid and this maid comes into your house five days a week and you're not around for a while. So you don't really get to see you know, what all is going on in the house. But then you start coming home a little early and the maid is sitting in the living room. She's watching your television. She has a plate of food in front of her. Your kids are just running haywire in the house and she's just like screaming at them. So I'm guess I'm talking about a maid and a nanny or a nanny or whatever, but just follow me. This is the analogy. So kids are just running around, tearing up the house and she's yelling at them without moving, sitting there into her show. And you go in and you look around and you say, what have you been doing all afternoon? Because I don't see where anything is done. And then you go in the the kitchen and there's dishes and stuff all over the place and stuff all over the floor and the trash hasn't been emptied. And you go upstairs and, and the carpet hasn't been vacuumed and stuff like that. And the bathroom is dirty, right? And this goes on and goes on. And at the end of the week, she comes to you and she says... Okay, it's Friday. It's payday. I need to get paid. I've been here every day. Would you pay her? (laughs) Would you pay her? Would you allow her to continue on in that position, in that role? You hired her. She has a job. She has a responsibility 
to take care of your home. That's what you pay her for and to watch your children and make sure that they stay in line and they're not tearing up the house when you're not home. That's why you hired her. So when she comes to you for that paycheck, do you say, oh yeah, yeah, I'll just write you a check. Or do you say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait, hold, hold the horses, hold your horses. Um, yeah, you have been in my house every day, but you weren't working. You weren't handling your responsibilities. You weren't doing the things that I hired you to do. You've been in here watching my television. You've been in here eating my food. You've been letting my kids run crazy. You haven't been doing the dishes. You haven't been vacuuming. You, and you think I'm going to pay you? Not only would you not pay them, you wouldn't even allow that person. Now, some of us, some of you might give that person a grace period and say, okay, look, you need to shape up or ship out. You know, I need you to do ABC. You might give them a chance depending on the, the situation, depending on the person. But come on, let's be honest. How many of us would give over our hard-earned money to someone who didn't earn it? They're not doing what they were supposed to do. So that's what this lady was doing. Now, some of the other managers kind of did some, some of the work. The first two years ago, I'm talking 13, 14 years ago, the first two ladies were good. The first one was black. And the second one was white and they were both good at their jobs. They got stuff done. It was no drama with them. They just came in, did the job. And that was that they did what they were hired for. Uh, the middle aged white guy, you know, he was okay. He was real strict about every little thing. You know, he got on your nerves about stuff around here, but he pretty much did his job. But then he didn't do uh, some things he was supposed to do. And then he did some shady underhanded stuff that I had to end up reporting to his bosses and he got written up. And so anyway, um, all of them did some type of aspect of the job, but nobody since the first two ladies left has come in and really done the job in its totality. Okay. This lady was totally different than all of them. And in, in addition to it, and I pretty much knew she didn't know what she was doing. And I was like, how does she even get hired? But not only that, she came with a bad attitude here. The um, Filipino uh, maintenance guy, he, he, he was the one that was saying, you know, from the door, he said, yeah, the lady that talk, 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 talk. He said, they got rid of her. He said, she was so rude and just nasty. And he was like, and I said, unprofessional. He said, yeah, yeah. He said, he said, well, she didn't know what she was doing anyway. She, yeah, she was very unprofessional. She was very rude. And so you're hired. They hired her. You're getting a paycheck at least probably two a month. You're getting a paycheck. And she was here about five months uh, I don't know the situation between December and February because they said that they they were changing over and then they announced a new manager in February. So I don't know if she started in December or February. It doesn't really matter. But anyway, they hired this woman to manage their property that comes with a long list of responsibilities. So you mean to tell me she's going to come in here. And not only did you not do your job, you didn't know how to do your job. You didn't do it properly. But then on top of that, you're going to come in here being nasty, refusing to do work, 
being rude, not doing what people need, and you're still supposed to stay. They're still supposed to keep her on staff and on payroll. She's still supposed to keep her job, even though she's not doing what she was hired to do. And that's my whole point. It doesn't matter if it's a Christian or if it's a non-Christian. I tell you this, if the person is a Christian and they're doing that, that's even worse than an unbeliever. It just is. But no one should be tolerated like that, especially when it's a demonic attack, a demonic force. It's time. It's I'm talking. I'm sorry. It is too late in the hour for people, especially people who, you know, say that they are Christians and believe in God to just keep allowing the enemy place in our lives, in our homes, in our schools, in our churches. It's time, as Prophet Brian told me, it's time to evict that devil. What kind of quality of life will we have continuing to be under this type of management with with things going in the homes and you're not taking care of it? He even maintenance said, you know, he said they always say they don't have the money. They don't have the money when I'm trying to do stuff. He said it gets frustrating because the money is there in a budget. They don't want to spend the money. I said, but the problem is they don't understand when they come in and they slap little band-aids on problems. You're only going to have more problems in the long run. I said some of these issues been in this this house for like more than 10 years. And every time they get a management changeover, they just come in and they slap a Band-Aid. And that's why all of these years you're still dealing with it. Some of the things I we just don't do. Like, I know they put up some cheap fixtures and all that. We took all that stuff down and we put our own stuff up. I put my own blinds up and all of that kind of stuff. So that stuff, it, it doesn't even phase or affect me. But when it comes to repairs... And things that need to be done, that is their responsibility. And if you are a property manager, it's your job. It doesn't matter what you feel about the individual. So what? Yes, I took y'all to court and it wasn't even her. It was the other company. Yes, I took him to court and I won against them. So what? That's the way the cookie crumbles. Now, I'm still here. I'm still a resident. I'm still a tenant. And I still have rights and you need to treat me as such. And that's what they haven't been doing. And so I just wanted to voice that on tonight because it, it was kind of stirring in me again. Changes nothing with anyone. Everybody's entitled to their opinion and I'm entitled to mine. I read that word. I do my best to live by that word. And do I make it all the time? No. Do they make it all the time? No. Do you make it all the time? No. And you know why I know? Because the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all Mr. Mark. None of us are perfect. You would never, ever, ever hear me say that I have arrived. And, and yeah, a few people made those kind of comments, but I haven't arrived, but I've been on this journey 
long enough to have learned some things and I have matured in a lot of areas in my life. And I thank God spiritual warfare was one of the things that I learned early in my walk in my twenties. I had to, because I had witches coming after me, even at that age in different jobs, different environments. My training ground was working at the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania in the welfare office. And I think I mentioned something about that. Maybe one day I'll go into more detail. I, I thank God for um, my supervisor. I only had her for about a month or two. Doreen Mason. Boy, I wish I could talk to her and let her know that that little five minute advice that she gave me all those years ago has carried me literally through every single battle. God has always had somebody looking out for me when I encountered these things and she just came to me. They were shipping her out. Oh, I would love to tell it. I can't tell it, but they were shipping her to another office because they're on the street from us because they wanted another supervisor over so that they could get me out of the office before the 90 day probation period, all because I was young, attractive. They didn't like it. They didn't like me. They didn't like the attention that I was getting from, you know, all of the male workers and stuff. And I came in, I was married, you know, but it didn't matter. She came in there and I, I hadn't even been there any time, probably not even three months. Uh, it wasn't three months because my probation hadn't started. But anyway, she just came to me and said, sit down in her office. She was packing. She named the manager and the supervisors. She said, they are gunning for you. Keep your mouth shut, do your work and write everything. She said, I don't care what it is. She said, go in the office back there, get one of those legal pads, keep it in your desk drawer, lock it and write everything. She said, I don't care what she tell you to do, what she said. And I started doing that and that saved my job. So maybe I'll just leave that there and you know, Doreen even had a had an opportunity to sit there on my review when they was trying to uh, write a bad review and trying to get rid of me. So she got to see her advice in action. And she went around telling all our coworkers and the people that I work with, she kicked their butts in there. <laughs> she kicked it. So that that's where my warrior training started. And I started with the spiritual warfare right in that place in my twenties. So this is 30 plus years that I've been through all kinds of battles and I know what I'm dealing with. And I do understand as I'm closing this out that I am dealing with spiritual wickedness. I am dealing with an enemy who's trying to take us out. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But there are people who know full well what they're doing. They know full well. Not everybody is blindly going along with Satan traps. There are some people who do this because this is what they like to do. There are people that hate you. Some of them, they don't even know why. You have people in your family that are, are out there acting like the world, trying to stab you in the back and things like that. Yes, I understand we're not wrestling with flesh and blood, but we don't need to play around with these people either. We don't need to sit. I mean, are you, I'm thinking about Samson. I'm not even going to go there tonight. Samson, you know, the one in the Bible who knew Delilah was trying to kill him and you're going to keep going and laying your head in her lap. And oh, anyway. So anyway, yes, that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother story, but it's time to wake up. It's time 
to fight when we need to fight. We can't sit back and just kind of stay passive and, you know, oh, we got to love everybody. We got to pray for everybody. We got to, yeah, it's a time and a place. It's a time and a season for everything. But there are times like in my situation and my circumstances that I know more about than anybody. There's time to deal with those devils. You're not going to keep pushing on me. You're not going to keep punching me. You're not going to keep ignoring me. You're not going to keep stressing me. And I'm going to sit here and just say nothing or sit up in my prayer closet and wait on the Lord. Because sometimes guess what y'all he's waiting on us to move. And apparently God didn't have a problem with my requests. I said, if she doesn't, then Lord do this and let her tenure be shorter than anybody else's. Well, after five months, she's going and guess what? I didn't fire her. I didn't send anything to her bosses like I did the previous manager. I didn't do any of that. So she's gone. Apparently it was meant to go that way. And I said, bring somebody in here that will do the job. And the the lady stood right here in my living room and told me the difference with me is I care and I have the experience. So I'm going to leave you with that. Hopefully that helps somebody. Y'all be blessed and stop taking mess off these devils.